Hello, everybody, and welcome back. It is once again me, the deputy of Movie Deputy Podcast, bringing to you the last and final movie in the Indiana Jones series, at least to date. So today we're going to be talking about Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Now, even that title sounds deep, but as have a lot of his other titles, and this one... Let's just say Indiana takes us further than he's ever gone before. And now you may be wondering, what in the world is she even talking about? But honestly, I was a little bit worried about this one. This is the first of the Indiana Jones movies where Spielberg was not really involved. And a whole different director here. And of course, Harrison Ford is much older. So it's like, okay, where? how much further can they go with the story? Where are they going to go? It's like, of course, at the end of... The Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, we saw how things ended with him and Miriam, and so that, that you can kind of guess that that kind of carries over to this one, and let me just say you're partly right. I There's a big part of this that I can't give away too much on that because that's going to be a major spoiler and I will not do that to you, but this one, he is just, he's trying to figure out where he fits in. I mean, the very first scene we see in the movie, very first opening scene is you see this old man laying in bed, just struggling to get out of bed. And you instantly realize it's Indy. You know, it's like a, a lot of years have passed in the whole thing since we've seen them last. I mean, the last setting for the last movie was in 1957 and this one is set in 1969 so as you can imagine age has not been his friend things with marion aren't quite what they seem at the end of the last movie and there's a reason for that the reason for that is a heartache that no one should ever have to experience and again i can't go into too much detail on that because that's kind of a major spoiler for the movie but it has to do with their son and age and a horrible tragedy that happened so i'll just kind of let that play out but the whole scene of the world where, where everything that's kind of happening in this one is everything that's happening in the beginning is taking place during the ticker tape parade of when our astronauts came back from the moon now, I am not one of these weird, okay, I don't know if I'm going to get in trouble for calling them weird, but they're weird, that um, I'm not one of these people that doesn't believe we landed on the moon. We've been to the moon. We've been to outer space. It's like all this other stuff. And yes, our Earth is round. So if I lose listeners because of that, so be it. But <laughs> so in this one, we're celebrating the astronauts return to Earth safe, safely. There's... An old, there's somebody from Indy's past that I didn't even know existed. Basil's daughter, and I guess she is Indiana's goddaughter. Which, like I said, that's never really been even mentioned or seen or any. There's been no connection to that in any of the other movies. So I'm just wondering why. But So I mean, it kind of brings back Basil to this one. And we see many other characters from the other movies in this one so that's that's kind of a the key point in this and it helps he, they help indy through the story but so with the with his goddaughter showing up so she wants to try to help him find archimedes dial he has one piece of it because at the very beginning of the movie we see like a younger indy kind of i'm sure it's cgi or whatever because it's not actually old footage it's the newer footage but it shows how he obtained the first half of the dial of destiny back in the day and it was back in the 1930s and there's two important dates in this movie 1939 and 1969 and they keep coming up throughout the movie but 
so he's got the one piece of the dial which he gives to his goddaughter and then they have to find the other piece of the dial she knows where it's at and he knows how to get it so they work together and they end up getting that and they put the dial together but the thing is the nazis also want the dial and they want it for much darker reasons much things that would go even beyond the darkness that happened during world war ii it's hard to imagine it being much darker but yeah what they kind of have planned is it goes a lot further than what you might think and so it, it explains it but it doesn't explain it and again going into too much detail would it would almost ruin it and so i don't want to do that but so they get the dial put it together and they're with the nazis and they're in this plane and they set something on the dial and this is where the movie kind of gets maybe a little bit off course but at the same time it's it almost brings into it it brings okay the last one we saw basically aliens in the indiana jones movie this one we're actually seeing them go through something in the sky, something like what you would have seen in Stephen King's Langoliers or the new TV show Manifest, where they fly through the light in the sky and it takes them somewhere else. But where it takes them, like it's like I said, Indiana Jones goes much further than he ever has before, and I'm not going to give away where they go, but it, he wants to stay there. And thankfully, the story doesn't necessarily follow that plan, but because it goes a little bit off of course of that it ends up changing the future for everything and it's not the, the whole point of like the butterfly effect of like changing something way back in history like changing something modern days that has more to do with leaving history intact and making other minor changes so that, that everything can move forward and I just realized I don't even know if that makes sense it made sense in my brain I hope it made sense as I'm sharing it with you there's some good laughs and everything to be had there was one line in it and I couldn't help but laugh a little bit but it's like when you're in a tight spot dynamite <laughs> I mean dynamite will honestly loosen anything up at any point if it's I mean a big explosion I mean that's always going to be more interesting <laughs> depending on how it's done depending on how it's done but like I said, as you can imagine, Indy's a lot older. Everybody's a lot older. Even the familiar faces, a lot older. It's been a long time. I love how they brought this full circle. There's, there's going to be a lot of younger audiences that are not going to appreciate this movie unless they see the other ones. Because there's a lot of references in Dial of Destiny to the other four movies. So if you're familiar with the other four movies, you're going to enjoy Dial of Destiny a lot more than somebody who isn't. In saying that, I also want to bring up the thing, though the story is is good throughout, you're probably wondering what I gave it on the deputy scale. On the deputy scale, I did give it a 6.5. Now, that puts it right in the dead center of the five movies. It puts it right in the middle. Now, that's not saying anything negative about the movie at all. It's just different from what you might expect from, I don't know, it's just parts of it if it feels clunky at times but at the same time the ending in this movie is my favorite ending by far of all five movies this this ending i mean i i was literally in tears and i'm not gonna say if they were happy tears or sad tears but i was in tears at the end and i was just as like why how just so many different emotions just <laughs> kind of just all just from it's like I just when I my husband and I actually saw this movie together and he enjoyed it but he there was a few things that he he said he's gonna have to watch it again just kind of 
that it goes through things really fast at times. But yeah, that was the first thing I said to him is this is my absolute favorite ending out of all the movies. And he said, you've got to make sure and include that on your show. And I'm like, I'm going to. I'm definitely going to. It's like out of all five movies, the ending on this one just... It's just something special. So, I mean, if you if you only go see it for one reason, go see it for that. This one is just... And, I mean, if you don't want to spend the money, I mean, honestly, theaters are so expensive anymore. It's like the ticket prices just keep going higher. I'm sure this will be out on Redbox or Disney Plus or some other streaming service in the near future. Like I said, there is a lot of real history that is referenced in this movie, whereas some of the other things that they've mentioned... I mean, okay, yeah, the, the, we know the Grail is real. We know the Ark of the Covenant, things like that. We know, I mean, kind of everything going on with the Nazis, but some of the other stuff has all been exaggerated. The things that they're discussing and finding and talking about and experiencing in this movie are actual things from history, and so that kind of adds a whole different level. It's not to the point of being a documentary by any means. This is still a 100% Indiana Jones movie. Yeah, this one, it, it, like I said, it goes in a different direction than what you'd think. It's a little bit disjointed at times, but 100% still Indiana Jones. I hope that you have enjoyed me bringing the information on all five of these movies to you. Be sure to check out uh, my kind of generalized synopsis of all five of these on our Movie Deputy channel. And I am having so much fun with these. I can't wait to talk to you about the next movies. Oh, before I forget, there wasn't, in none of the other movies did it have like an in memory of or anything like that at the end of the movies. At the end of this one, it did say in memory of Michael DeBeer. And again, I apologize if I mispronounced that, but I do, like I said, if they take the time to put that in there, I want to take the time and mention it. But I hope you have enjoyed this. I hope you like and subscribe if you like what you hear. And if not, ignore the off switches. But I'm having a lot of fun. I hope you are too. And I hope you have a great day. Bye!